Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Act on Millwall. All calls are recorded for training and quality purposes. <laughs> we look back at, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say it's heartbreaking because it was in one word. I mean, Harry's been crying. He's been knocking out the Kleenexes for the past three days, Harry Warren. Um, you know, Nick Hart was so distraught after Sunday that he cancelled HMP Aries. I mean, it was straight porridge and light uh, I couldn't Sunday. face Harry's. I couldn't face Harry's. Harry. He couldn't. And, no. and Mickey Avery, where he's just been running in circles. I mean, it's been it's been a weird few days after what was a a brilliant performance by 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 the Lions uh, of Millwall up against um, up against a Brighton team who who effectively got lucky a couple of times. Joining me this evening, of course, uh, is the Kleenex kid, Mr. Harry Warren. All right, pal. You're right, mate. All right, uh, Nick Hart is in the building as well. Greetings, dear listeners. Greetings. And uh, young Mickey Avery as well. Oh, he's got himself a nice medal. I like you changing your profile pictures to the you in this medal, Michael. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Yeah, uh, Br- British springtime may have begun, but I'm in the winter of disappointment of FA Cup exit. I love him. I love him. Poor guy. Uh, let's look back at the FA Cup tie against Brighton and Hove Albion. Nick, one, we went into sort of unsure of, of how it was going to go, but Mills. Two-goal lead. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, it was an interesting game. If you want to step back from the um, from from the uh, the emotion of it, I, I actually came to the game on on Sunday with a sense of it not really mattering too much. I thought it'd be a great game to win. Don't get me wrong, but I, you know, the, the, I think so, I saw someone online describe it as a free hit, a cricket idea of a free hit, you know, and that's how I approached it. But once the game wore on and as I saw that you know we, we had every chance against a, a fairly um, average looking Brighton side um, I, I became drawn into it and, and, and the crowd and the atmosphere and um, I, I saw someone describe the game as epic on online the other day and, and I think actually that's a great word for it it was epic it was um, despite the defeat I, I in with a passage of a little bit of time I feel immensely proud of what our club did that day and our support. And it's it's an odd thing to say in the aftermath of a defeat, but I feel like it's injected a it's injected a new sense of um, purpose and unity to the club just when we needed it, because obviously we have still got a relegation fight to to contend with in in the championship. But so, I, Harry yeah. went over. We were in in, in the Barry Kitchen stand myself. Uh, and Nick obviously in block one with uh, with a couple of special guests and uh, young Mickey Avery uh, um, in the uh, in the press box straddled by footballing royalty. Uh, what was it like over over block forty five, pal? Um, well, <laughs> I think Nick's right. I mean, as the uh, as the storm crowds rolled in because it had been a bit it hadn't been flat, but it, it wasn't full-on den atmosphere it was almost like the uh the Millwall monk chant it was a weird sort of moment where it was a sunny day all of a sudden Millwall started the second half quite quite strongly 
and the Millwall Monk chart went up, and suddenly it was really eerie. The uh, the sky become dark. The uh, <laughs> the satanic gods had, had risen, and uh, hailstones uh, and rain, and it was quite weird. Like a really weird out of body experience. And as soon yeah. as as soon as it started to rain, I know it sounds really pathetic, but it seemed like it was it become our game. It become the pantomime, the den. It's horrible. It's mm-hmm. it's we're on you. It. it and I'm sure that must mentally destroy people. You know, they're, they're only human after all these these football players. They're the same as you or I, apart from on a, a rather large chunk of wedge. Yeah. You know, um, you still don't want to be called a cunt for 90 minutes. You know what I mean? I don't <laughs> care who you are. <laughs> and, you know, the poor right back, what was he, Montoya, who got booked in, booked in the second half, who was, you know, Bernabeu. From Bernabeu to Bermondsey, you know what I mean? It's uh, quite, it's a quite the shock. Different experience for him, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, to suddenly be, you know, um, to suddenly deal with that. I mean, I thought, as Nick said, it was a it was a den occasion. I suppose even more so than the Everton game, because most den occasions end in some form of, of heartbreak, um, whether it be legal challenges, police incidents, or, or so on and so like. Um, but, you know, I, I, it was very strange afterwards, uh, coming back to what Nick just said. I've got a 16-year-old cousin. He's just started going. And, you know, he's been bitten by the bug. And this is his first season with a season ticket. And I said to him, walking out, he looked, you know, um, on the verge of tears, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I sort of put my arm around him and I said, you know, this this is what it's like. And he sort of looked at me, sort of starry-eyed, as if to go, he's, he's not known the heartbreak. Of... Why'd you do it, Harry? Why'd yeah, you do it? <laughs> and I, went, you know, it's, it's, I said, you remember when we won at Wembley, he sort of smiled. And went, yeah, I said, well, that's why that's why you go. That's what makes it more special. And I suppose being <laughs> shit, that's why we like, <laughs> like the odd day in the sun, you know, um, which is kind of a, 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 the day was the club. In a nutshell, it was the club in its support, the club in its results, the club in its Millwall to build you up and, and break your heart. And yeah. would I have many other ways? I suppose no, because it would take away, it would take away the higher moments. It would take away the the beauty of what is to be a Millwall fan. And that's you know that's why we're bipolar by nature. That's why we're that's why we are how we are kind of thing because we know we fuck up, but there aren't you know. Ferguson the, stamps on someone and he gets applauded off, even with, though he's a penalty taker <laughs> and probably the best penalty taker at the club. He still gets a standing ovation, you know? The, the absolute banter was obviously Neil Harris going absolutely nuts on the sideline and everyone else just going, oh, well, I'm lucky. Neil Harris you know, a bit like the Joey Barton thing of if you're going to take one, take one with you, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think as well, just just touching on your 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 points there, lads. It apart from the result, it was the classic cup tie, wasn't it? It was it was oh. the one that you sort of tell people about, you know, like like the lower leagues or to a degree lower league. I know we're in the mm. second tier, but you know, like not doing our, doing too well at the moment. You know, playing the Premiership team or Premier League team, bloody in the nose, and you know, up until those last couple of minutes, you know, nearly actually doing it. Um, I know that the first half on social media and and from from our friends at the BBC was uh, was described as slightly lacklustre, but I actually thought it was a reasonably good first half. I know there wasn't that many clear-cut chances or goal math action, but I thought it was quite high tempo. The players obviously wanted it. Nick Hewitt sent about an average Brighton side, but there were times they played some nice one-touch football and knocked it around quite nicely. I just thought it was just it was just a good 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 cup tie, in my opinion. And like you said as well, Nick, the, the fans were superb, absolutely brilliant. The first half was. Uh... The best bit of the first half for me was right in front of my seat was uh, Wallace with his back towards uh, the Brighton goal on the halfway line. Kept it in with no room to spare, basically. Like, he's back to goal, flicked it over the head of one, knocked it past the other and kept running. I thought, right, if you just get into the box here, you're worth £25 million on, uh, <laughs> in the summer. So that, that'd that be good. And he uh, won a free kick and you think, right, well, OK, if you're putting yourself in the shot window, that's another, you know, if... Uh, I'm kind of glad that Ben Thompson wasn't available to play because I think, um, you know, uh, Thompson in a game like that would have been, uh, I think, emotionally scarred. Yeah, charge, charge, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it would have risked. I mean, Fergie 
Fergie's got a little bit about him to to do what he did. I mean, I've seen him sort of have a little bit of needle about him, which is nice. I like to see, you know, we've been missing horrible bastard. It's just we wouldn't have thought it was tinted. Who would have thought no. it was tinting at the it's start? It's nice to season. see it, though, Harry. And it's, you know, it's nice to see. I, I think he's a, the, the Ferguson story is a great Mill story because he's come from no, you know, the forgotten man, as we called him. And now he's developed his, his, his form, his game, and he's even injecting a note of nastiness, which, uh, you know, we, we are crying out for that kind of player. And I think it's just a great, great story. Achtung, Milbal. Just talking about emotionally scarred and all that kind of thing. The, the, the big story of the day was, for me, was the, uh, the, the non-appearance of Jordan Archer. And obviously, uh, Martin continued in goal from Tuesday night at Birmingham. But Archer wasn't even on the bench. Um, Amos, there's, I think the official story um, is that Archer was, was ill. I think he's withdrawn from the Scotland squad, isn't he? Yeah, he um, withdrew yesterday, yeah. For, oh, for, is he yeah. ill? Well, What's he is... ill with? <laughs> well, uh, you know, we can't big... catch a ball. How can he catch a goal? <laughs> boom, 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 you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm not privy to anything, listeners out there. But it, it struck me that that's a massive game not to be picked to be even on the bench for, let alone starting. He's, he's been out of contract start. in the summer, isn't he? I believe he is. Um, you know, leaving aside that Martin, I thought did okay. Leaving aside the last last minute of the match, but um, I thought Martin gave what I would call a, a a standard goalkeeping performance what you you know I, I, I don't think he's <laughs> standard we all one dropping one in the net from 25 well, up until that yards. moment you know you've got to you've got to kind of park that to to, to one side but yeah. um he was reliable um without being brilliant At, you know no Gordon Banks, but he, he won't let you down. For, you know, at, <laughs> everyone's screaming at me about the last minute of the game. <laughs> at, thir- at 33 years of age, though, do you reckon he can push on now? And, and do you reckon he'll start the rest of the season? Obviously, Nick, we, we start talk- the next nine games. Well, we, we talked about it, Nick, and we said, look, mm-hmm. you've already got Archer who's been dropped, who, mm-hmm. you know, his confidence is completely shot. Shot. Who's been who's been dropped twice? That's not. Well, there you go. Dropped to the start of the season. But you know, he brought Amos back in as well on the bench. Amos was on the bench. He looks like he he he'll go back to wherever he's come from, and 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 you know he'll head back there. Dave Martin now looks like the number one for the rest of the season. Is that is that a good choice? Is that a bad choice? What what, what do you make of it? I I I like it. Um, I think that we looked. More solid. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the caveat is that Martin, I don't think, is the best goalkeeper ever to pull on a Millwall shirt. Um, no. You know, and I, I, I do keep on exclude that last moment of there because I think any any goalkeeper can can lose He's it. He's no Willie Garay. I want that... the AFC Wimbledon goalkeeper. Oh, he's a class act, man. I want to go and raid that Bournemouth side and. I want to go and get that goalkeeper. I think oh. that Millwall need a number one like a Warner, like a Stack, mm. like a Ford, a character. Yeah. Mill, you know, Millwall is built on characters. Let, let's not get it wrong. And I think if they do offer Archer a contract, which I think wouldn't be the worst idea if they gave me one year deal. Obviously, this is with you no. Know, if he had a youngster with him, would it push him on? Would it make him a better goalkeeper? It did when we had Ford there pushing him. So I understand what you're saying. Martin's not a long-term solution. And obviously, Aris doesn't fancy King because we did. It would have been the time to throw Tom King in. So mm. I, uh, I I think we've got, what, five goalkeepers at the club or four goalkeepers at the club. And unfortunately, all of them are shit. Um, so, so, <laughs> but the thing you know, is, Martin, you, you say Martin that Harris is a bad job. <laughs> Yeah, you, you say that though, Harry. I mean, do you think that Harris's post-match comments were to try and make him feel better or for the press? Or do you think do you think that there's something there with Martin that you know? I mean, I mean, Harris said it, didn't he? He's gone like he's, he's one of the best, if not the best, sort of pro I've ever worked with as a, a player, coach, and manager. I mean, that's that's massive praise for a third choice keeper. Are you trying yeah. to work out whether that's generic spiel or that, 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 that's exactly spiel. what I mean? That's what I mean. You know, did did he come out and did he come out and say that because he's thinking all eyes are going to be on him and all the pressure on him? So you know, to a degree, I mean, this isn't my opinion on mine, but to a degree, I've got to try and take some of the limelight off it. Or I generally mean he's a cracking fella, you know, and and a good person to have around the ground. My question would be, 
did Neil Harris show him loyalty by not substituting him for the pins? That's exactly what I think he did. Yeah, because I went to earlier on in the season, I can't remember who we beat on penalties, but we beat someone on penalties and Amos was fantastic. He made right. a world-class uh, army. Was it Plymouth well. or Gillingham? Plymouth or Gillingham won earlier. I think we won on penalties twice, didn't we? I couldn't made, think of a penalty shootout. Yeah, but no, but, this, but honestly, earlier on in the season, Amos made two world-class penalty saves. I remember in a shootout and they weren't, you know, they weren't bad pens. They were probably about the height that, that Brighton scored theirs, you know. I mean, they're not, yeah. they're not, they're not an easy save, but they're saveable, you know. I mean, yeah, whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you couldn't save. What was it? I think it was their third penalty where he just like absolutely roofed it, and you're like, oh, right, we ain't getting anywhere near that. Mm. But I think he tried to show loyalty. I also think that there was naivety from both managers in the uh, that you had a full substitution, um, because I think they were so. Both set teams have been fighting to get Brighton obviously to recover and Mill to hang on that it completely nullified that half hour there was a weird sort of almost trading game yeah it was yeah, no, no one wanted game. it did they no one wanted it no I, one I, after I, 15 minutes they, everyone was it was like you knew it was going to penalties as soon as they yeah. got that second it was like Mill were gonna and the recovery from that side to almost nick it Merit, uh, Romeo should score no doubt in my mind, Roman. It was a difficult chance, but if he shows more composure, he scores. Um, and his penalty was a decent penalty looking at it. Again, it's just a, a Tony Warner-esque save. I think there was players that endeared themselves to me on Sunday that I think that they almost banished. I think a lot of the questions this season have been about the squad and about the manager. And I think the manager has answered these critics in the last in the last week. In terms of after the Bolton game, he's changed. Even against Brighton, he went to a four-three-three. Um, and realistically, that's all you can ask him to do. You can only ask him to adapt. The players have adapted to the to the to the um, to the system. Williams isn't the player he used to be for me, but I thought Ryan Leonard and uh, Ryan Tunnicliffe were um, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Just adding on to that, Harry, as well. If Pierce is available on a free in the summer and with Derby looking to cut costs, get him up, sign him must, up. He's a must sign. Yeah, absolutely. Must absolutely. sign him. Sign him up. That's that's the leader to replace Morrison. You know, yeah, we've been saying that we want one. Maybe that's Pierce holds the captaincy until he retires and then and then Ben will be ready. You, you know, I mean it'll be um a changing of the guard in that retrospect. Aiden O'Brien, um, I mean, he does nothing for eighty minutes of a game. Mm. Mm. And score, yeah. and it's frustrating, but he always fucking scores, doesn't he? He's yeah, exactly, a, exactly. He's this an is, absolute this is what, puncher. Um, yeah, this is this is what Nick and I said a lot last season. Is we're with Aidan O'Brien and like we're with the argument of playing him out on the winger up front. And I know I'm sort of going over old old sort of ground again and again. But it's it's like I always say, like you have you I've always playing wide because as you say, Harry's a poacher. He always finds that space in the box. And I don't know how he does it, but he always finds himself at the right time. Yeah, but the only problem is, is when that ball gets kicked and cleared down the other end, he leaves. Yeah, Ferguson yeah. or Meredith or whoever happens to be left back. To be honest, and I, I, I'd be interested when we go to Leeds. Obviously, Ferguson's going to miss three games, so I'll miss Leeds. Whoever we've got between Leeds and QPR as well. Uh, West um, Brom's a game, isn't it? Yeah, so I would play Ben Marshall at left back. I would yeah. not play Meredith. I would not have Meredith anywhere near that side. Meredith looks a absolute liability that second goal uh, that first goal for Brighton is absolutely Meredith's fault absolutely. which is the crucial that was the crucial goal I mean I know we all talk about the um, I'm, I'm not the, being funny a Tony Craig uh, a Tony Craig a Ferguson even mm. even an Aidan O'Brien would have absolutely smashed that bloke into Rosehead the minute that he's gone past you don't care mm. It's going to be the edge of the box. You take one for the team. You get booked. You stop that free. What are they going to do with a free kick from there that looks like a corner? Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? It's just naivety. And I don't know. I don't know what's happened to Meredith. It's, it's... No, it's a strange story as well, isn't it, Harry? Because Meredith, I thought last season was a pretty good player. You know, I, I was yeah. pleased when, yeah. when we Arguably signed him. player of the year. Yeah, I was going to say, he was, he, was, he was within a shout of player of the year, definitely. I mean, how do you go from that 
to such poor form within a season. It, it's, 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 I mean, there's a lot of odd, odd things, and you know, we, we don't know what goes on behind the the, the doors of the uh, of the Calmont Road training ground, but um, something there is not quite right um, for that to for that that that, that transition to be so sudden. But um, I, I make you right. I, I mean, I think we've got to do whatever we've got to do to get through these nine games, get results. If that means Martin starts, fine, no problem. Marshall left back, yeah, fine. Um, I, I haven't been overly impressed with Marshall in, in you know since he's come to us. So try him there, and, and, and we've obviously got a problem there with Ferguson being. They signed suspended. him. Norwich. Norwich signed him to play right back, didn't they? And he played right back last season against Aston Villa last game in the season, and he was fantastic. Right. So I mean, he can't do any worse than what he's been doing at left midfield, to be fair. And if O'Brien is is you know away at Leeds, it's a free hit again. To be honest, no one expects us to go there no. again. To think, so you know, you go there and nick a point. That might be a massive point, depending what happens to Bolton, depending what happens to Birmingham. O'Brien's um, inconsistency is a problem, um, and as you, you you've said, Harry. I mean, obviously, when the defensive side of the game is not, you know. No, I wouldn't even say it's his strongest card. I mean, it's, it's, it's he just sort of attracts hand, people, but doesn't actually run. He's so but... annoyed. He sort of fucking runs like he's going through treacle the cunt when he's going backwards, and then you see him breaking, and he's like the furthest forward. You're like, where did that come from? But there is, Absolute liability. There is a butt, and that butt is called that goal, that second goal. I mean, that you know, he's, he's a natural goal scorer, yeah. and um, we've struggled on that front. So I think there has to be. Um, for the you know we we need goals we've we've got nine to go we're going to need to win games you need goals to win games and I think there has to be a place for him at least at some point during each of those nine games because um you know we, we we've 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 struggled all season um in in that if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Wonderwall Cup 2019 will be held at the Den, Bank Holiday Sunday, May the 26th, 2019. Lions legends including Jimmy Carter, Alex Ray and the star of Championship Manager Cherno Samba will take on the stars of social media including the F2 freestylers Bradley Simmons and comedian Man Like Hacks. Why not make it a family day out? £10 entry fee for adults, £6 for the under 16s and just £3 for the under 12s. The proceeds from the match will be split 50-50 between Childline and the veterans charity Safa. 
Tickets are available now at www.millwalltickets.com. www.millwalltickets.com. The Wonderwall Cup, Sunday, May the 26th, 2019. See you there. I'll tell you what, Nick, this is going to be a bit of a controversial opinion, but when Morrison came on, there was yeah. just such like a... It just went a bit glum. Everyone's yeah. like, oh... Because, like, you know, Gregory's, like, bless him, he's all action, you know, like, he he, he absolutely will run through Brit Walsh. And O'Brien, as you say, sometimes, you know, he, he's hit and miss, but Gregory and O'Brien leading the sort of charge looked absolutely brilliant, mm. you know? And, and when Morrison came on, you know, he was sitting on the halfway line next to a defender, a defender he was never going to beat in a foot race. No. So... What's kind of the point? Um, you know, it's it's disappointing because I think that the football Millwall played on the deck looks so so good, and I, I I really, really really hope that you know he Neil Harris takes it forward instead of you know lumping it. Was it was the plan. It was the plan to do that. You can tell. You got to remember exactly that, that you got to remember the man that was bought to do to do the running with Gregory hasn't played a game. That, that, sure. Let's let's mm. let's get it right. Millwall are, they made their decision. I think this was a transition season that was kiboshed basically by the failure to, well, basically by Bradshaw's injury. I think that the the emergence of Ben Thompson for me has made up for Savile because I think they're so similar. You can see the way, I mean, Thompson, I can't expect him to do it as regularly as Savile, but Savile last season, there was games, I'm thinking of Ipswich away, at Easter last year, where Millwall were dreadful, to be honest, and we we don't play very well at Portman Road normally. Thank God we might not have to do that next season. Um, but he nicked a goal, and it was a it was an important goal at the time of the game. You know, nothing was going for you, and he went and got ten goals in the season. Thompson looks like he's got that about him. You know, that that killer instinct. Obviously, you said about O'Brien as well, and and I agree with you. When Morrison come on. That was last season's tactic. That was a desperation tactic last season. Of Morrison used to go and win a ball in a corner and he'd keep a ball in a corner for five, ten minutes. And he never got that opportunity because his legs have gone. And I don't think... The problem is, is we don't trust Tom Elliott to go up there to have the nuance to do that. He's, a, again, a bit like Gregory, a willing runner, but he doesn't have the, the nuance to his game to beat no. championship slash Premier League players. Morris, you know, you put Morrison's brain into Elliot's body, you have a player that don't play for Millwall. Do you, do you understand what I mean? It's not it's not necessarily a Harris problem. I just think it's with what we've got left. I think we are, you know, we had 23 players play last season. I think we only used sort of 17, 18 last season. This season, mm. we've probably used all 23 and probably there's six or seven who don't deserve or can't be there anymore. And I think it's funny. That's so important. This summer is so important. Oh, yeah, Obviously, everyone's going to be looking at yeah. what league Mill are in, but you know the the recruitment, the the you know what the club does is is imperative now. Really, really. This, this is this is the most important window that Harris has had, without a shadow of that. Without I think you'll get it. I shadow think, of that. I think. I mean, let's be honest. So, out of the players there, so I think six or seven of Dan Tools this season and just don't give a fuck, right? That's my personal opinion. You can tell the ones that care. The ones that care are the ones that stay on the pitch on Saturday. I mean, even to Morrison, I know a load of people are turning around and saying he's a cunt or this and that. I watched him because he don't normally take a penalty either. Takes a penalty, scores. As soon as the penalty shootouts are over, Pierce goes and, and, and does sort of the looking after of, of Cooper or whatever. Morrison runs through the Brighton charging players to go and console Dave Martin. Mm. So when you're talking character. about how much... Yeah. Well, yeah, people talking about how much of a cunt Morrison is and a, wa- a wage fee for this and that. Well, let's be honest, he's gone and helped Martin straight away. That's a teammate. That's mm. why he's being kept, not for his playing ability. And I've got no problem with him going and teaching kids that they've got to be nasty to make it as pros. Hearing him speak on the BBC before the cup game, he's speaking really well. He's a better speaker now than he's a player, but I accept that. You know, in the in the end, that happens to all, all good players. You know, look at Oli Gunnar Solskjaer at Man United, look at Harris. Do you, do you know what I mean? People that get your club are are thing is available with, um, around there. Things with Steve Morrison, um, it, a bit like uh, the likes of uh, Ian Wright, I suppose, even Alan Shearer to a degree. You, you get a sense they've seen the other side of life, the working side of life, and what what a privileged existence it is to be a professional footballer. I mean, he was kind of hinting at that on that radio 
five thing about when he was collecting the um, the shredded paper from um, offices, and you know he had, he had to do that yeah. when he was playing the Stevenage. And I think it just gives you. I mean, even Neil Harris, I think, has you know he, he was travelling and commuting into into the city prior to getting a professional contract. It does give you a glimpse of how life really is. Whereas I think for a lot of youngsters young players, youngsters in football clubs. They don't really have that sense. One player I just want to mention, um, I think uh, Sunday was probably one of the first times I really saw the potential of of, of him was Ryan Leonard. Um, I thought it was a magnificent performance by Ryan Leonard on, on Sunday. And he's, he's been a player that I've been a bit... Um, so, so about, and I've, I've, you know, I've, I've said a few times on, on this and, and on, on the, um, on the podcast that I've wondered what, I, I failed to see what the, what the big deal is about Ryan Leonard. Well, on Sunday, the runs he was making from midfield into the box, some of the tackling he was putting in, he really put a shift in. And that was the first time I can say to myself, yeah, now I can see what, what the attraction was, why we've signed that player. Williams with legs, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah, there, there was a game a, a while back. I can't remember what it, I can't remember the actual game it was. To be fair, but it actually took me about 35 minutes to realise Leonard was playing, and that's that's not that's not meant in a funny way or anything like that. I genuinely didn't know he was there until like he sort of like committed a foul or something. But you're right, Nick. That that was easily for me Leonard's best performance. Yeah, for me, it's very tactic- far and away. He's very tactically astute as well. He's very um. Oh, he's streetwise. Yeah, because, and the problem the problem we have, and this is generally the, the way I see it going going forward, is that Williams is the man that misses out in that three for me now. Whether yeah. Harris agrees with that, he's the man. Tunnicliffe will sit there all day long and play side foot passes and find the mark. I don't like him. Don't get me wrong. I don't mm. like him. But now that he's got two runners with him, he's got Leonard and, and Thompson to do. He, he's tackled, he's bled in front. Now I can accept him as the Jimmy Abdu figure. You know, some people. Yeah, I was, like I was just, I was just about to say you could see him the doing sit, that Abdu, sweet, right? yeah. yeah, come and pick the ball up. Pierce, Pierce and Cooper try playing the ball on the floor. If Tunnicliffe's going to come and pick a ball and, and play a little bit more like that quarterback role, that's perfectly fine. I got no problem. Like Aaron, you, you were saying about Neil Harris about the long ball football. He's, he's learning. We've sort of found a side now with the cut mm-hmm. button has given other people an opportunity to play. And we've kind of found this side that I'm not really, I don't really want to see us change. I, I'd like to go four, three, three. All right. I'd like to see Thompson come back in and obviously Marshall now has to come in for Ferguson, but that side, that way that we played that way that we moved the ball, we could do both. We could hit the long ball if we needed to, but we also could play for, that's what we did last season. That's what worked last season to get us in on the run, you know? And, and I don't understand why it's taken this long to sort it out. And it seems like the players have only just started to re-believe in themselves. You know, the, the win away at Derby, you'd have expected us to kick on there. We go, we win away at Birmingham and I don't think anyone gave us a chance. And, and realistically, I think a lot of people thought we were dead and buried after the Bolton result. Well, one thing that made me laugh, it was, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd interject, um, I've been up at Bolton last week, quite a toxic atmosphere up there. And it's Harris this and Harris that. Harris you can. <laughs> uh, Harris you can. And then to, uh, Sunday, we all heard it. It's super Neil Harris again. I thought, what, what other job in this Neil world? Neil Bipolar. I would take you from being the biggest, the biggest cunt going. <laughs> Everyone singing your name on, on you know, within within a week. Mills um, number one, basically. Mills number one. <laughs> um, it's it's it must it must have had a laugh. I hope he had a laugh when he got back home again to 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 Shay Harris can, when he got we, uh, <laughs> Can we can we just discuss Mr. Byfernell's momentary black brain? Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. Do you? Um, that was odd. I suppose it was a bit like you know when we got beaten by Fulham, and everyone stayed and applauded the the guy yeah. like the team for the run. Yeah. And not one person left, and I didn't hear anyone cutting them off at the end. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what it exactly was. It was like you know when Peggy Mitchell died in EastEnders, <laughs> and they put it on the team. That's exactly what it was because I think Mr. By, I think Mr. By for now was getting a bit teary as well. I think, I think he was overcome with emotion, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Expect him to do a little lap or something like that, but it was like <laughs> it was like they were playing the long theme out. Yeah. I think we and should play. I think we should play the um. The music from the end of the Hulk film, like the, the original the one, like the TV one. series, where it's like a really, really like um 
soft bed. It's like do 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 do, and he's like standing there with a hitchhiking sign, sort of going that way, like walking away from civilization. I felt like maybe that was more more what we should go for. But definitely, we've got to put the great. You, 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 you know, Mr. You know, Mr. Bye for now. He, he's looked in that little booth and he sits. He's in, he's in the camera. What lads? Yeah. This, yeah, Wait, this, this will work. <laughs> Watch the reaction, pressed it, and everyone looked round and was like, what What's going on? What are you yeah. doing? Wait, I'll, I'll <laughs> what the hell is it? This? Where do we stand on goal music? Can I, just I like it. That? I you like, like it. it. I like, like it because, do you, know, do you know what? They ramp up the volume so high that everyone just goes nuts. I don't really know. Um, I, it doesn't bother me. I, I wouldn't have it personally, but it doesn't bother me that See, some do people it. really are my it. I don't mind us having it on a cold Tuesday night when there's one man and his dog watching us against Staines, you know, in the <laughs> FA Cup first round replay. But what I do, what I do, uh, I do mind when, you know, you watch the BBC Twitter clip when the first goal goes in, by the way, Jake Cooper, there is a career for you at any rugby league club that you want, because that tackle, that block on uh, Glenn Murray is a thing of absolute shithousery beauty. <laughs> Sergio Ramos, Pepe, Cristiano Ronaldo, eat your heart out because Jay, that Jay, man right there is a fucking genius. If, if we had a soundboard, he'd have his own, oh, Jake Cooper. It's just, yeah. you know. I mean, to be honest, the bloke, each week he does something to impress me. His penalty didn't impress me, but every week he does something new where I go, you are becoming an absolute shit ass, and I love it. Like it's just such a gangly, un sort ungainly, of, ungainly. Yeah, it's just he must be an absolute fucker to mark as well, because he yeah. dishes it out as much. I mean, to be honest, Brighton can't really say anything because every corner they seem to think that Martin was Archer, because so they went and stood on him at every uh, every corner as if he was dodgy from sort of catching or which obviously proved to be the case. It proved to be in the end, didn't they? They, they, They've done their research and in the end, although I mean, I I did deeply feel sorry. I mean, that that apology put online for that last minute. Oh, it was cutting, wasn't it? It was really touching. I I mean, I I don't think there's a, you'd have to have a very hard heart to um, not to feel for the boy. Um, I I think it's the first time I remember a Millwall player coming out on Twitter yeah. Apologising for something and not being called a cunt, and they was, was going to get. Just going to say that, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen a few apologies in the past, but I haven't got the same sort of reaction. No, um, but I think there was a recognition. I mean, I think the re- going back to Mr. Byfernow and his, his ill-advised use of let him come. Um, I think there was a sense of pride, and it was probably too soon for this to have fully taken shape in the in the collective minds of the support. But there was a pride in the in the performance and the way that we'd taken the game to Brighton. I know they're not one of the biggest um, Premier League sides, but nevertheless, they're, they're an expensive side by, by comparison. Don't, don't, you th- don't you think he should be, start playing the closing three from Bullseye? <laughs> no, the, closest, yeah. the one then, where they then, lost, then, the one where they lost on Bullseye. That's the one which is a bit more sad. Yeah. I don't know that any music was oh. justified there. Just leave it. Let the moment fade away. You know, it, it, you don't always have to be playing bloody music. You're listening to Act Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. It's the number one Millwall show, and a rich source of wit, repartee, and football wisdom. If you like us, why don't you give us five stars and a kind review on the Apple Podcast app? If you do, I'll love you a long time. Just going back to the atmosphere, though, I mean, the, I mean, the, the Wolves game, uh, Wolves-Manchester United, wasn't it, on a Friday night, um, obviously they were all given their gold flags and they had this light show it was like a yeah. for anyone who hasn't seen it it's like a like a club type um light show goes on before the game strobe lighting strobe effect. lighting is the word i'm searching for and i'm sure i mean wolves tradition has been a good at, good atmosphere i mean uh, traditionally not about now but the contrast between that kind of artificially created um slightly faux false Scene. And then and the full the full reality of the mill crowd when it's in full crowd. I mean I, I know I would rather have taken the field in at Wolves in front of that crowd than step out in front of the Mill support. Do, do, they, do they still play Jeff Beck at Wolves? Jeff Beck. Yeah. The high ho silver lining. Yeah. 
Probably. I don't know. It must go on, doesn't it, somewhere? There's um, some weird fucking football traditions that have started up. Even uh, Brighton said it was nice that we didn't need a drum. No drum. No, there was a drum. To be the fair, they were at Palace a couple of weeks earlier, and they said uh, before the game that they'd know what a real atmosphere was after they'd gone to Palace. Well, to be honest, they, they clearly don't because we had no. I didn't see any Millwall fans with colouring in them pencils. Did you? No, I didn't see nor, any, any weird artists. Or nor was there anyone um, that when uh, when when the stars were taking a call, they're taking their mobile phones out and trying to get a selfie shot with the star. You had none of that kind of. And the main thing is none of those stupid. Oh, you know, can I, Dave Martin, can I have your shirt? Can you have your shirt? Oh, Don't yeah. your fucking right. shirt. So can I just point out, right, the only thing that should happen with that point is that the person standing behind you should remove your shirt <laughs> and just not be as far away from you as possible at that point. Unless you're like a seven-year-old child, that's, but again, that's not really socially acceptable. I just, I hate this needy, bullshit, begging football fan self-entitlement bollocks that is if, about. if you're so annoying. So if you're a child, if if you're a five-year-old child or a six-year-old child or under ten, that's fine. But I don't think you should be carrying on much. I'm past the age I'm, of ten. I'm not being I'm not being funny, right? If if I ever have kids and my kids turn around and say to me, "I would like a Jake Cooper shirt," I would drive. We've said child to the training ground and wait outside. It's Millwall. We're not fucking Man United. How many people are going to be at a training ground on a Wednesday afternoon? No one. No one will When be they come there. out of training, no. they're normal people. You'll they're be lucky if the players are there, mate. What are you on about? Not, what, at Man United? No, Millwall. You'll be lucky if they're knocking around there. No, they're nice folks. They're nice people. Don't they're good people, yeah. They can't be on. They can't be. You've got to be a certain type of professional to come to Millwall. You don't come for the fucking glamour or the money, do you? So you've got to be. You've got to be nice in some way. Otherwise, you can't. You wouldn't make it. Aaron, Aaron is the real life Mike Bassett, mate. You know what I mean? You know when he ends up playing for all these different clubs, and then his wife goes, "I did it for the glamour." Yeah, 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 mate. Well, well, Aris writes his team back on a packet of twenty bits in the edges. Benton edges. Left back, right back. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I just want to say thank you for the, the, the comments from a couple of listeners who enjoyed my never blow your load too soon. Um, yeah, that went down a storm, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, really, really enjoyed that that line. So there's a line of like double entendre comedian it career stretching in front of you, mate. Listening to it. Because has anyone actually watched the game back yet? Has anyone been saying no, enthusiastic no, to no, do it? To the I haven't. I, 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 it took me some effort to actually do the edit for the... Um, the podcast, and I, I, I was putting it off. If I'm going to be honest with listeners, I, I, I could have done it. Um, was it um, Sunday night? I was. I thought, Shall I do it? And I couldn't face it, and I did it in the end um, Monday, Monday morning, and I, I, I kind of did it as fast as I could, really. So I yeah. hope it sounded all right. Do, but, do no, you know what? There's um, a struggle. There's, there, there's, there's a couple of games that are, are still even now. I, I, I can't watch the 2009 League One playoff final. I, I can't, no. even there, I can't watch that. I've watched it I, once. I, I really, you watched it, I've really, never do. Yeah. yeah I, I really, really struggle with the um, Euro 96 England Germany, especially when Gaza slides in and misses. I really struggle with that one. <laughs> and I, I think um, I think this might be one that's going to take me a while to properly rewatch. I haven't seen I, uh, the, I watched... um, the second goal, I haven't seen. I, I mean, all I've got is my real time memory was a cross from the right when I think was it was it Wallace who put the ball in and oh mate I, it's not just a cross the geezer's absolutely like skinned the fullback he's done so well done that right hand side and he's got into the nothing. box all the ball got, he, he was brilliant and then Aiden slots in from close so and, and, and the thing the thing is as well the thing is as well I mean I, I, I said it I said it between the four of us during the game as well and it, it's to, to a de- to a degree, this is up there. I mean, I mean, obviously not with the importance of you know like what you could actually get at the end of it, but this is up there with Gary Alexander's missed header, and you know that like as I said that Gazza one where he slides and just misses. Yeah, but when yeah. when when Wallace, I think it was Wallace missed that one on one, um, when Gregory yeah. played him through really really well. I remember saying to us in our in in our chat, didn't I? I said if we lose. It will be moments like this that cost us the game. Not in a negative way, not to have a go at the players. It was a great move and it was a good save. But those, those are the moments you have to take. You you, you yeah. have to take them if you want to progress. And, it, and it's proved decisive. A I, t- I turned to, around. Um, go on, go on, no, I was going to say, I turned around and said, 
you said in the group chat, we're there at 2-0. And I said, I said, don't fucking jinx it. And my cousin, my 16-year-old cousin fucking turned around and with almost tears in his eyes, was so happy. And I just felt like, I was just, the Millwall, are you really Millwall? You know, um, the bloke on Twitter, Dave, my, one of your mates, he's, he's the best one for it. He goes, are you actually Millwall if you don't think we'll fuck this up? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Only Millwall, are you confident that 2-0 of, of betting on the other side and probably winning your money? You, you know what I mean? Um, mm. And we've been there, what, Remembrance Saturday, we were we were at Norwich and um, seemingly winning from from a losing position and conceded two goals late. And, and it's happened again. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy at the moment that Millwall in the 80th minute is just fucking awful. And, you know, there was one, funny enough, you mentioned in playoff finals. Do you remember against Swindon? Mm. Swindon had, had no chances the entire game and they suddenly found themselves with a tame shot about 30 seconds to go and fooled. It was Charlie Austin. But no, no, yeah. no. After the Austin one, there was oh, one literally last kick of the game. I think you can okay. find it on YouTube. They fooled sort of half drops, half pushes one round the post for a corner. They take the corner, nothing happens from it. We keep the ball clear and they blow up. But it was almost like that with Martin. And and I think Don Goodman or, or Bertles is the commentator. And he goes, the only reason he's done that is nerves. And literally, I think the only reason why Martin drops that is nerves. It's pure... I don't think Martin has played at Wimbledon. Yeah. I can't. I can't remember who was. I can't remember who said it. Who was the? Um, I think it might have been um, on like Five Live or something like that. But it was a goalkeeper, and he was saying, if you look at Martin, he just freezes because there's so many things. Like, what do I do? Do I push it around the post? Do I push it over the bar? Like you were just saying, Aaron. You know, do, do I catch it? And and it's that classic. There's too many faults, and he just he just obviously does the wrong one. Evidently, it was probably if it was as simple as a, I just need to push it over the bar. I need to just push it around the post. It wouldn't have happened. But it's like you're saying, like Harry as well, that it's the nerves he's got him. He don't know what to do. Regardless to our high-profile games he's played if in the that past, was, that was the biggest mistake. As you know, what it reminded me of the actual position of the free kick as well. A little bit. Remember Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho oh. smashing Seaman? Yeah, in the World Cup. Oh, 2002. Yeah. Almost like that, it's going, what the fuck have you done? How's he end up opening the net there? You know what I mean? Like, a really, his positioning looks wrong. Like, the first, because obviously, where I'm at a lower position than you guys, from sitting that lower, I thought, first of all, like, from my memory, I think, like, someone's run across his line of vision, but obviously, they don't. But do you know what I mean? It's like one of them ones where he sees it late, but he doesn't see it late. He sees it all the way there, and I just, I feel sorry for him. The more you watch it, the worse it looks as well. There's, there's, it's going to be one of them, and it, you have it slowed, slowed down into forty angles, and yeah. you know it looks worse every time you watch it. But it'll live I mean, long in take, real history. Will it? It'll live long in well, history. Well, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. As long as we stay up this season, we'll remember the good things. Well, I've got you know, a question for you. But actually, it leads off of what you just said there, Harry, and it's going to be an odd, odd one. Don't know how the listeners will react to it, but. If we can call um, Sunday a glorious defeat, a defeat but a glorious one, would it have? It, would that have benefited us? I mean, it remains to be seen how the next nine go now. But is there a benefit from that that we wouldn't have got by going through to play Manchester City at Wembley and probably get demolished at Wembley because once demolished. I mean, if they turn <laughs> it on, I, I, I would have fancied us. I fancied us against anyone at the Den, but I'm not sure I would have fancied us against Manchester City. At Wembley, we probably would have got stuffed and, and, and by a, by a, a substantial um, score. Would that have had more of a of a, of a, of a, a deflating impact on our club? Whereas I think Sunday has left us feeling quite proud of our club and and, and looking forwards in a way that a defeat against City might not have done. So, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. You hit the nail on the head. I think the difference is is if it had been against a City, say that Brighton had been City. And the world would have seen Millwall beat City for 87 minutes mm. and it go to penalties. You know, you'd you'd still, you'd be even more proud than what you are now, but you'd still feel that you'd left one on the table like, like yeah, we all yeah. do against yeah. Brighton. But the reward to go and play Brighton in Wembley would have been a completely different mindset now. You'd have been going, well, actually, we, we could beat Brighton at Wembley yeah, yeah. if we had got through. Whereas to beat, to 
do that against Brighton and then have Man City. You know, Man City beat Schalke, German second uh, second place finishers last season, 7-0 on the night. Seven, Burton, yeah, Burton 9-0. Rotherham, who we couldn't put one past, they beat 7-0 earlier in the season. You know, they dem- you are right. They demolish teams for fun. They're a, world, they're a world eleven. I mean, you know, they're, they they're not the a world money. eleven. They're an oil. They're an oil back Qatari. disgusting. disgusting club. Now, do, do you remember on FIFA back in the day? You used to have the classic eleven and the world eleven. They yeah. are the world eleven. That's it. Yeah. They're, 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 they're just no, they're built they're, on everything. You know. I don't think they're that good. I mean, uh, they are in comparison to us. They are fantastic. But what annoys me about them is I think they're fallible. I think that they are fallible, but obviously, you know, I mean, it's flippant, it's sure. flippant of me to say that Millwall can do anything about them, but they're not, they're not a great side for me. They're not a, you know, you you look at decades of, of domination for sides. They're not a 90s Man United. They're not a, you know, they're not the early 2000s Arsenal. They, yeah, they yeah, yeah, have, yeah. They're, they're not they have a mistake in them. Yeah. yeah, they have a mistake in them. All Pep sides do. Their biggest problem is complacency. They were complacent against Swansea. They were very lucky to get through. But mm-hmm. on their day, they can beat teams 9-10-0. And, and you know what I mean? And the problem is with Millwall is if they were beating Millwall 9 or 10 nil at Wembley, there's only one thing that comes into a Millwall string's mind, isn't there? Let's, let's, get, on let's the, get on the pitch. And chin yeah, on the pitch uh, yeah. Let's get on the pitch and chin Sergio Aguero. <laughs> that, sounds like a reason, that sounds like a perfectly reasonable thing to do. You know, Pep Guardiola's got a 900 pound coat. Let's go and chin him. Let's go and get that off him. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 exactly it. You know, I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat that. There's people sitting there thinking I'm a comfort saying that, but it's true. I've seen it. You've seen it. We've all been there. We've you been know, there. Um, we've been there. so I it's probably in the long run. It's probably going to be better. We'll get a free against Leeds. The big one for me is against QPR. West Brom seem a little bit lost in the drift and not really know what they're doing. Stoker in fucking free fall, so hopefully we can beat them. You know, there's there's winnable games. The the games that seemed unwinnable sort of two weeks ago, Sunday now seem manageable. Last week, yeah. last I, I week think, after I Bolton, think, you know, yeah, we were lost. I, I think the the game that I know it's I know it's silly because it's about four or five games into the nine that's left. But I think the absolute one there'll be no excuse if we don't get a result is the Brentford game because they've got mm. nothing to play for. If you, if you look at the teams who are left who we've got to play, everyone's got something to play for, either promotion or survival. That Brentford game, they've got nothing to play for. So that's, that's to a degree, a free hit that they probably won't turn up or, Does you know, Bolton, towards the end of the season. Sorry to bring it to another club again. Do Bolton, if Bolton go out of business... Or get put into administration, Aaron. You've, I'm, I'm looking at you because you probably know the rules better than anyone else. Because your extensive media knowledge and training obviously comes to fore here. Not putting you on the spot much, right? Yeah, not putting you on the spot, but get right. But get right, mate. Right. So if they were, do they nullify the results so everyone gets zero points off them? Yeah, Or do right. they? You all keep the points that you have. But- Expunged. Expunged is the word. It's expunged. When Accrington Stanley went out of business in the 60s, which I don't remember, incidentally, I'm not that old, but what happened was they went out of business mid-season and all of those results were declared null and void. So the table gets adjusted accordingly. So anyone that's beaten them have points removed or, you know. um, So we'd lose a point. That's if they get liquidated immediately. So basically, they've still got to go to um, the High Court because it's been adjourned till April now, yeah. um, which is basically just going to put everyone on more and more tenterhooks depending on what, how results go. Um, they, if, if they go into administration, which is uh, a possibility of that wind-up order, is that a young Michael or is that me? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Michael? Michael? What are you doing? Anything. No, oh, I, I, I just heard, like, you know, dodgy signal anyway. Um, yeah, if they uh, if, if they go into administration from that court case, they get a 12-point deduction. Um, but that that's the most likely thing. However, if they do completely go out of business, um, I, th- I think... I think uh, from what I've read... Um, only two sides will go down, you know. I want to adjust the numbers in the in the division. Two sides so. will go down, but three will come up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they could do that. Yeah. So that. if that if that was to happen, that would mean that currently 
what it would be Ipswich, Ipswich and, and Rotherham. Rotherham at the moment. Isn't it? Yeah. So probably wouldn't probably we want them to carry on in business because I don't think we want them to go out of business. So we want them to carry on in business but get twelve points deducted. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the best. That's, that's, that's the that best outcome for Millwall. And yeah. we lose a point. We'd lose a point if they went out of business as well. By the See, way, the thing is, I don't know what their results are against Rotherham though. The most likely Doesn't. thing is that they get a twelve point deduction. Now this is what happens. They've got a one point two million pound tax bill. The owner has. Um, agreed terms with a buyer who will pay off their debts and the hearing uh, has been adjourned until the 3rd of April. But, again, they, they were supposed to have a buyer for the club by Monday or Friday or something like that, and that didn't happen. Plus, this Ken Anderson fella seems really, 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 really dodgy. So, mm. you just don't know what's going to happen. To be fair, happen. fit and proper person says should obviously sort of, oh, wait, no, don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is your name? Yeah, that's it. It's done. Good and proper. You've passed. I was just going to, I was going to offer you a chink of light. A chink um, of light? Yeah, yeah, I want just, a chink just, of light. Just like, just like some good news. Who's this um, youngster we're chasing? Well, no. Um, it's to do with my football manager, Save. I can confirm that I have successfully negotiated Millwall into the Premier League with 118 points. Uh, in the championship, <laughs> yeah, we broke the scoring records, but I bet there's better news. There's better news, as you lads have uh, uh, well and truly informed me of, of Millwall's. You know, they've got a checkered history when it comes on going on on European tours for pre-season. We do, uh, we, do. Carrick, yeah, we do. My esteemed assistant manager has organised a, a trip abroad for the uh, the Millwall fans. Where uh, we go? Guess where? Kazakhstan. No, Palestine. Oh, great. <laughs> That can only him well. Three games, but first we take... we're taking Jeremy Corbyn or Tony Blair as a piece envoy. Well, no, 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 no. That they've we've got Kuban of Russia away first on the Saturday. Russia, Russia, yep. Russia who, who else would you want to play in Palestine? Well, they're, they're playing Shabab Al Daria. Oh, that'd be good. Um, at the Al Hussein Stadium. Have they still yeah, got that really good left back, Aaron, that everyone knows about? Kokara. Who's yeah. that? As if it was a proper question. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, you know, the, the, the thing is, he's organised the tour so well. So you start in Russia, you yep. go to Palestine, you've got three games in Palestine, then you <laughs> back to France to play FC Sochaux. Then, of course, I'm going to Mansfield Saturday. We've got to go to Mansfield away. Yeah. <laughs> then we've got Maccabee Haifa at the Den on the Wednesday. Oh, great. Oh, Turkish, what's that, Turkish on a Wednesday night? No, that's Israel on a Wednesday uh, Oh, uh, sorry. Israelis on a Wednesday night. Then we've got FC20 in the, uh, in the, in the TW Drainage Cup semi-final. Um, and, then, uh, and then we've got a way of So get your cracking pre-season. Get your bottles. It's going to be great. Achtung. You're staring at the uh, pocky handkerchiefs, eh, my dear? <laughs> we just hung them up, ready for the wash. That's all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a laundry answer? Yeah. Michael, here we are, lads. Cue, cue the, um, the, the are you being served theme. Away you go. No, no, we like a pick a pocket or two, don't we? Pick a pocket <laughs> or two. I'll get that out this time. In this life. One thing counts in the bank, large amounts. I'm afraid these don't do right. So, so shall I do all four gents this week? Yeah, yeah, go, go. How much? How much, yeah. So, so. You got to pick a pocket or two. Gentlemen and listeners, so are you, talking of this being a a very important transfer window, are you aching, aching for a new signing at the den, are you? Are you wanting to bring some (laughs) South American flair? No, I was looking for South Essex flair, you know, South Ensign Poker. Well, if you, if you wanted some South American flair to South Bermondsey, and, you know, yeah. the, does does the uh, FA Cup run make it more appealing to those in the Southern Hemisphere, you know, but we can't afford that next Bolivian superstar, then why don't we go to the... <laughs> what about the, the Mill South London poncho? <laughs> Fucking South London great. poncho. Great, great for when it pisses down with rain like it did on Sunday. You put your South London poncho on. South, London, you, poncho, South London poncho sounds like a bloke with a gut. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bloke. 
It, it, I mean, it, was, it wasn't it wasn't cold, but it, were, it was no summer's day. It was a bloke dressed in shorts and like a short sleeve t-shirt on in block one. Did he have a poncho on? He didn't. No. His shirt had rolled up to become a poncho. <laughs> <laughs> He's missing there. Well, how much are these ponchos anyway, well, Michael? Well, they were originally thirty pounds. <laughs> in this life. One thing counts in the bank, large amounts. I'm afraid these don't grow on trees. You've got to pick a pocket or two, you've got to pick a pocket or two. Well, and one of these is the 2019 club calendar. Excellent. Who's oh, on the cover? Well, it, there's, there's a number George of Savile. Who, who pro- yeah, George Savile. <laughs> right I was about to do that gag that every player who's ever been on the fucking middle front cover gets sold or injured. As long as it's not Jimmy, we can all rest easy. Yeah, well, 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 Mr. Warren, you say that because with I've worked out that mathematically, with the months that are left, for each month you purchase, it only costs you twenty-five pence a month because it's two pound. That's a bargain. That's a bargain. Cheaper than a program. Yeah, there you go. And please note. Individual month cost of 25p could be more than the player for that period. And also, <laughs> please note, due to our wonderful spell checking system of the club shop, that you'll need to check for official calendar <laughs> with a second E to find it. Yeah. This is These are the people that brought us camouflage. <laughs> yeah. TM. Oh, dear. I, I, Can I, I do him, one? Can I, I do one? Well, I tell you what, I'm often in my car on the way home from a match wondering, I wonder what is six six in the top sellers on the club shop website. This is what I think to myself. But never fear, the club shop update has this information for you. Currently in the bottom half of the table, but storming up the charts faster than the latest Spice Girls reunion single is the Millwall Crest <laughs> Air Freshener. A Millwall Crest Air Freshener. Will the interior of your mini metro smell like the new car smell? Will the aroma of citrus fill the seats of the latest Ford Van Harry Warren? Ford Van Harry Warren has glued together. Or will it smell of the incinerator that's a stone throw from Zampa Road? Well, at the cut price of £2.50. £2.50. How much? £2.50. It's got a program. That cheap cellophane. Find out for yourself. Uh, One problem. It's not currently in stock. Uh, uh, What's the lead time? What's the lead time? uh, The lead time is seven days. Um, but the smell runs out after two, so. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, was, really I was going for a pair of shorts. I was, I was telling you, I was going for a pair of shorts, and at fifteen quid a go, I yeah. was thinking, you know what? Well, yeah, but then, and, and I saw the orange as well. And I thought, you know what? I might, I might have a go at these later on. And an article. <laughs> the the final one. So so along with does this dress suit me? What's one of the most common questions we get as a podcast? Um, often. What happened with Love Sport? <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing the last show now? Is Brian more a cunt in real life? (laughs) All right, maybe the fifth choice question. But anyway, it's normally lads. You wouldn't know where I could get a decent dog collar and leave for my shih tzu, would you? (laughs) Well, well. Big dog collar scene at the den, listeners. There you go. So so luckily. (laughs) So luckily for the fans of all things canine, Millwall Football Club have a delightful in speech marks, range of leads and dog collars now installed. So do you want to send your... Do you want to send your pup to Crufts in, in style? Oh, yeah. Would that rescued dog from Battersea's dog home be the envy of those left behind in the cages in the new attire? <laughs> Nick, is your rebellious teenager going through a weird goth stage? Goth stage. <laughs> Harry, Not that weird. Not this weird. weird <laughs> or Harry... Do you have a weird fetish you'd like to combine with your love of mere water? Keep it off Tinder, Harry, if you do. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the fucking stakes on there, mate. Don't worry about that. So, <laughs> so, don't mention, don't mention squeaky toys. They'll be round like a shop. So if so, get yourself down the club shop for the dog collar for only £15. I've also seen if your darts playing, if your darts playing, uh, girlfriend, oversized <laughs> girlfriend of life. Yeah, yeah. If she wants to, ta- decided to, you've decided to treat her to a pit bull. You know, <laughs> it fits. They fit more than one size dog. So if you want a pit bull for the oversized darts playing woman in your life for the oversized dog she's bought, 
to compensate for the fact that you don't have a child. You know, him as well as poodles and all dogs in between. Jim Jim White. Did anyone see Jim White at the den? I heard he was supposedly there. He apparently got lambasted. Um, by, Great. <laughs> by um by a few people. Um, Do you get uh, offered one... that at the car park? That's a real Millwall staple. <laughs> when you get offered a meet in the car park, that's when you've known you've made it. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, I, I apparently got lambasted by the uh, supporters club um, chair, Catherine. Apparently, she had, had a pop at him. Um, I don't know. He was on the radio. Apparently, she was trying to creep around the club again, but I, I, I don't know. I didn't. I don't listen to it anymore. I don't. I don't have anything. I never did listen to him properly before and don't listen to him at all now, so I wouldn't know. Um, apparently got dug out a little bit, which is good. That's what we want. Thanks for listening, dear listeners. Arrivederci, Millwall. Let them come, let them come, let them come. We're only here to beat them again. It's the best team in London. No, the best team of all. Everybody knows us. We're called Millwall. It's Saturday, it's cold, no lane, we've all come down to cheer. We've had our jelly wheels, we've had our glass of beer. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.